come very early every Sunday and always with a smile. Uh, so happy. And you could probably think that maybe they don't have any problems, you know, because they're just smiling all the time. But uh, rain or it doesn't rain, they're here. Sorry, that's my cell phone. <laughs> it says time to preach. Uh, I always turn it off and I leave it on the car and today, you know, I brought it, so uh, sorry about that. Uh, so today I want to take you to the book of uh, Matthew and as you know, we, we got to preach, we got to share, you know, about every topic that, that we find in the scripture and a lot of times uh, certain topics we don't have the opportunity to talk about, you know, in the church, but it happens to us very often. Uh, just about three months ago, I, I don't know if you saw in the news, but there was a, a celebrity, he's not that famous, but he's a celebrity, celebrity. Uh, he was going to another country, and him and one of his friends, you know, was driving him to the airport, so they were driving and getting close to the airport in Miami, and because they were in a hurry, uh, his friend cut off another person who was driving also, and they stopped at the light. So the other person um, was probably a little upset that they cut him off. So he got off the car, and he went to this car where the celebrity was, and, you know, he went like that, like he was frustrated. So he turned around, he went back, he was going back to his car, and then this person that cut off this guy got off the car and went and say a few words. I, it doesn't, you can't hear what they say, but the video is there. And then the other guy comes out of the car, goes to the guy, and boom, punches the guy on the face. And then they run to their car, they take off. And the guy falls down on the street, and you can see in the video that as soon as he's being punched and he falls down, he never gets up. So guess what happens? This guy died on the scene from the punch. So this celebrity was uh, arrested, you know, at the airport. And now he's been in house arrest, you know, for several months. He's going to start going through trial. And, you know, this is all over the news. And this happened because somebody in a moment of anger lost his temper, punched the guy, and he didn't have to get all of these consequences if he had calmed down a little bit, you know, from the anger that he felt. And today, I want to speak to you about the topic, the rule of Matthew 18. Because many of us, they don't have, a lot of us, you know, have not been taught in the church how to deal with conflict in the church. Uh, as you know, the church is a family, right? That's what Jesus said when he was crucified on the cross. And a soldier came and said, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are here. And he said, no, my mom and my brothers are the ones who do the will of the Father who sent me. So, and in families, there are disagreements. Sometimes uh, we disagree, you know, with ideas, not only in the spiritual family, but our families. So, what do we do when we have when we have been offended 
by somebody else, how do we approach the situation biblically in a way that brings glory to the kingdom of God and in a way that relationships in the church, in your family, or maybe your job, you know, are restored. I like uh, John Maxwell. Uh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to read John Maxwell, but when it comes to leadership, John Maxwell in the United States is like the best of the best. Just like Peter Drucker in the area of management, you know, he's the best of the best. And he said, he's, he said a quote, you know, one time that really drew my attention when it comes to dealing with conflict. He said, when you deal with conflict, deal with conflict at the lowest level possible. That has a very good, um, a very good teaching. And I want to take you to the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse uh, 15 and on. And it says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, Tell it to the church, and if they still refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, uh, thank you for your word. Lord, uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us the principles, uh, not only to have a good relationship with you, but to also have a very good relationship with others. We pray, Lord God, today that if there's something against us from somebody or if we have something against somebody, that we will deal with conflict in the biblical way. And we pray, Lord God, that we will understand that the main focus of this scripture is to restore relationships. Um, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So dealing with conflict at the lowest level. I have been working with clients who have developmental disabilities for several years. And one of the things that they teach us is that when a client has a bad behavior, people who have autism, Down syndrome, DeGeorge syndrome, uh, cerebral palsy, uh, one of the weaknesses that they have is that they haven't developed their social skills uh, the way a lot of us develop faster our social skills. So they don't know how to communicate, you know, when they're angry, when they're mad, when, when a pain, you know, is going, is going through them. So they teach us in a training that is called ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, that when somebody is having a negative reaction, a negative response to the environment, to anything that is happening, that you de-escalate the situation. Don't respond at the same speed don't respond uh, with the same intensity. Don't give them uh, like a higher intensity because what you do is sometimes you escalate, you know, the situation and then things become worse. So I don't know if you have ever been driving on the freeway and all of a sudden, you know, somebody cuts you off. Um, and there's people out there that you don't know, you know, who's driving. You don't know what people may be feeling out on the freeway. But let's say that you get upset because somebody cut you off in the freeway. So you get upset, and then you honk, and then you go like that, and the person sees you. Have you ever noticed that sometimes some people have like a higher or a heavier reaction than the one that you have? 
I heard of a lot of, uh, it has happened to me, you know, in the freeway. Like one time I honked and then this guy was so mad and he, he chased me, you know, for like 10 minutes on the freeway. I got off the freeway. I continued driving on the local streets until I decided to drive to a church, went into the parking lot. And then I felt like, you know, okay, come and talk to me, you know, now. <laughs> but, you know, those, those, those things, you know, can happen when conflict arises. And Jesus gives us a little guideline right here of how we can deal with conflict when it happens in our lives, when it happens in our church. And the first thing that says is, if your brother or sister sins, uh, another translation says sins against you, so it commits, an, it commits an offense against you, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. So... One of the first steps, and it happens, you know, in a lot of times that in churches, sometimes we don't know how to deal with conflict, especially, you know, when we disagree on, on certain topics. Uh, sometimes we get emotional right away, and we escalate, you know, situations. We escalate uh, things that are not needed to be escalated. And the first thing that Jesus is saying, if somebody, if there's an offense, you know, between you and somebody, first step that you need to do is you take the first step and go to that person and talk to them personally about the offense that is causing damage into your life. I know that dealing with conflict uh, makes a, a lot of us, you know, feel uncomfortable because we don't like confrontation. But let me tell you that sometimes... Leaving a feeling like a hurt in your heart without answers or responses sometimes can be damaging to you emotionally and spiritually if you don't deal with that. Especially if the other person doesn't know that you got offended. Sometimes, you know, a lot of us, we, we say, you know what, I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm not going to deal with it. But if you go through that route... That means that you have to forgive and forget completely and 100% the offense that has been done to you, which actually is not what Jesus recommends. If there's an offense, the number one step that you need to do is you take the first step and you go to the person and you talk personally about how you feel and what the action has been how you took the action and how you would like, you know, the relationship to work. But when you go to that person and you confront the person, you got to do it in a way that at the end you will bring glory, you will be, bring praise, and you will bring restoration into the relationship. Because look at what the Bible says in verse 15. It says, just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you have won them over. So that's saying if they listen to you, if they agree with you, then the relationship has been restored. Now, I don't know if you have seen sometimes, you know, people, I've, I've known some people that whenever they get upset with someone, uh, what they do is they go onto Facebook and they start publishing, you know, thoughts about how they feel indirectly to another person that is a friend of them. 
you read you know in facebook there's people out there you know who let you down and it doesn't matter you know how much you love them they keep rejecting you and they don't love you and blah 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 and you read those comments and you're like why why this person you know posting this and and i'm being tagged and and, and why you know and you don't understand what's happening uh it's not the appropriate channel you know when we deal with conflict the bible also doesn't say if you have something i guess against someone go to your friends and go to other people and start telling those people about how you feel and the reason why the bible doesn't say that is because when you do that you do more damage to yourself to the brother or sister in christ and to the church when you do that and then the opportunities uh, the chances to bring restoration to the relationship become more difficult because we haven't dealt with that at the lowest level. So I remember, you know, um, a few years ago I was working, you know, in another church and, and a pastor who was leading a, a group of 40 churches, he was a presbyter. He told me the story of, of a church about 150 people that everybody, you know, was fighting, you know, against each other. And there was so much disagreement, you know, about so many different things. And they, didn't, they couldn't listen to the pastor. They wanted to kick out, you know, the pastor out of the church. And, and you know, the, there were people who were parking in the, parking, um, in the pastor's parking lot. And it was just a mess. So this leader, you know, show up and he started listening to this side of the church and then this other side of the church and then the pastor there. And he started to see, you know, how everything started. And this leader told the congregation, you guys, this has gone so big that even the local newspapers, you know, were already doing research, you know, on the church, doing research on the pastors and doing research on the issue. It was becoming, you know, like community, like a community issue. And then the leader said to them, everything went so high and out of proportion because you violated the rules of Matthew 18. When you have something against someone, you don't go and talk to other people about that problem. You go and talk to that person who offended you. But before you go and you disclose or you feel and you share with that person how you feel you have to remember that the purpose of confrontation is to win the person over so that the relationship can be restored it's not just to tell people how angry you are if you are in that situation maybe you need to come down a little bit you need to continue praying that the lord will give you wisdom but when you go and you share uh, this discrepancy or disagreement with the person you will do it in a way that the person will feel that you are reaching out to him or to her with grace just like God has has forgiven you just like God has given you grace you and I need to be giving grace to other people who have offended us or how many times, you know, God has come angry to you and, and, and said, you do this and you did that and I will punish you and I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Bible says that, you know, the mercy of the Lord just keeps going. It's greater. It's big. So here's one point because I want to I wanna talk, you know, about this topic for a couple of weeks. And then we're going to be discussing it in the, in the life group as well. Um, 
when you have something against somebody, step number one, you have to take the first step. And you have to go to that person and say what you're feeling. I know it's a little uncomfortable or it could be very uncomfortable because sometimes um, I've discovered that in certain cultures, and I, I can tell you that in Latin American cultures, cultures like maybe Guatemala, Costa Rica, uh, Colombia, uh, people uh, do not like to make other people feel uncomfortable. So sometimes people run away from conflict instead of opening their arms to conflict and say, okay, how can we get this thing better? And sometimes it's because we haven't been taught biblically, you know, how to deal with that. But this is how we should treat each other, you know, at church. If you disagree, you know, with a leader, if you disagree with something that is being done, you come to the pastor. Or you go to a leader, you know, of the church, but you don't go there to start revealing, you know, details about what happened. You go there to say, you know, this is the, well, the way I feel and I would like to talk to you or the pastor or whoever is involved uh, to discuss, you know, the way I feel. And I'm taking this step because I want relationships, you know, to be restored. We have to take, you know, the first step. Um, several months ago, I, um, I talked to my sister, you know, because in Salvadorian culture, uh, it's probably the same, you know, in a lot of cultures, but in Salvadorian culture, if there's a boyfriend and a girlfriend, the girlfriend can do everything she wants to the guy. Some of you guys are saying, yay. <laughs> and the guy has to go and apologize for her being hurt and for him being beaten up. And then if she feels like it, you know, maybe she can apologize because the guy is the one that takes the initiative all the time. So they were having, um, you know, misunderstandings, you know, my sister and her husband, because she said, she will tell me, well, I got offended, but he's the one that has to come and ask me for forgiveness. Because, you know, that's the way things are. And I said, Clara, that's not the way things are. Look at Matthew 18. If you, if you feel offended, maybe the other person doesn't know that you offended them or, or that you are offended. If you are the one offended, then go take the first step and think the first priority of confronting someone is bringing restoration. And many times what we want to do is we just want to point out what the other person did wrong. Brother, you did this. You should, have, you should have done that. You know better. That is not right. That is not correct. And maybe that's putting a little bit more intensity to a conflict that maybe needs to be de-escalated. The purpose of the first step is that we restore each other. How can, we, how can I be a better husband to you? I'm sorry, honey. You know, I forgot about your birthday or I forgot about the anniversary. I, I got it confused with uh, Christmas. I don't know. I forgot. So what can I do to make it up, you know, to you? Uh, but it's the, the purpose is not to say, well, you did this to me, but you did that to me last year. Remember? So and then we keep escalating, escalating. And that is not how we are supposed to deal with conflict biblically. The first step is that we go to the person 
And with go, we go with the goal of winning that person over, not throwing in their face how wrong they are and how they deserve your apathy towards them. You understand what I'm saying? As the church continues to grow, because we are growing, uh, let me tell you, there's a lot of you working behind the scenes, praying, uh, doing the life group. We, we are already discussing how, you know, in a few months we might need to split the life group because we need more life groups, you know, in the area. Some of you have already uh, expressed interest in us having a life group, you know, at your home. As the church continues to grow, I want you to know that conflict is normal. Conflict will happen. Just that in every relationship, like in marriage, in, in your job, at church, on the street, wherever you go, conflict sooner or later will happen. But this is what I want you to take with you today. Number one, the purpose of Matthew 18 and the rule of Matthew 18 is, number one, to restore the relationship. And it helps when you deal with conflict at the lowest level. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't Instagram it. Don't do it over text. Go to the person with whom, you know, you have the issue. There's a very important reason why we need to do that. I'm going to tell you why. Number one is because 1 Peter 3.7 says that if you are angry, God will not listen to your prayers. And many times we pray and we say, Okay, God, you know, I don't see an answer from you. What's going on? I've been praying and praying and praying and nothing happens. Maybe what you haven't realized is that you have anger, anger in your heart. And you need to forgive or you need to deal with that conflict. Because Matthew also says, look at this. This is very interesting. Jesus said in Matthew, if you come to church and you are praising in church, and all of a sudden, you remember, while you're praising, that you have something against a brother or a sister. Leave your offering at the altar. Go and fix what you have with your brother. Ask for forgiveness, or you forgive. And once you have dealt with that, then Matthew says, then come back and continue offering your worship. That's how important it is to deal with conflict in a biblical way. So, and there's a very good reason. We want God to listen to our prayers, right? And God will not listen because he is love. He cannot listen to us if we are not practicing who he is. He is love. We need to love people and we need to forgive. So, this is, this is a topic that I want to continue, and the next Sunday, I'm going to use uh, a story from the Old Testament that I bet you many of you probably have never read that story, but it's very, very fun, and we're going to be talking about how a misunderstanding can cause tragedies. There's a story in the Old Testament where the tribes of the Israelites, ten tribes, we're about to kill two entire tribes for a misunderstanding. Why? 
because it was, conflict wasn't dealt in a biblical way. So we don't want that to happen to us. Let's put it into action. If you need to apologize today, do it. If you have something against somebody, express it in a restoring way, giving grace. And then we're going to talk next week about what happens when they are the ones who are not interested in restoring that relationship with you. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, today, uh, with...